The Anthropocene Reviewed by John Green Chapter 1. You'll Never Walk Alone It is May of 2020, and I do not have a brain well suited to this. I find more and more that I refer to it as it and this, without naming or needing to name, because we are sharing the rare human experience so ubiquitous that the pronouns require no antecedent. Horror and suffering abound in every direction, and I want writing to be a break from it. Still, it makes its way in, like light through window blinds, like floodwaters through shut doors. I suppose you are reading this in my future. Maybe you are reading this in a future so distant from my present that this is over. I know it will never fully end. The next normal will be different from the last one. But there will be a next normal, and I hope you are living in it, and I hope I am living in it with you. In the meantime, I have to live in this and find comfort where I can. For me, lately, comfort has meant a show tune. In 1909, the Hungarian writer Ferenc Molnar debuted his new play Lilium in Budapest. In the play, Lilium, a troubled and periodically violent young carousel barker, falls in love with a woman named Julie. When Julie becomes pregnant, Lilium attempts a robbery to support his burgeoning family, but the robbery is a disaster and Lilium dies. He ends up in purgatory for 16 years, after which he is allowed a single day to visit his now teenage daughter, Louise. Lilium flopped in Budapest, but Molnar was not a playwright who suffered from a shortage of self-belief. He continued mounting productions around Europe and then eventually in the U.S., where a 1921 translation of the play attracted good reviews and moderate box office success. The composer, Giacomo Puccini, tried to adapt Lilium into an opera but Molnar refused to sell him the rights because he wanted Lilium to be remembered as a play by Molnar, not as an opera by Puccini. Instead, Molnar sold the rights to Richard Rogers and Oscar Hammerstein, the musical theater duo who were fresh off the success of Oklahoma. In doing so, Molnar ensured that Lilium would be remembered in almost entirely as a musical by Rogers and Hammerstein, retitled Carousel, which premiered in 1945. In the musical, Rogers and Hammerstein's song, You'll Never Walk Alone, is sung twice, first to encourage the newly widowed Julie after her husband's death, and then by Luis's classmates years later, at a graduation ceremony. Luis doesn't want to join in the song, she's too upset, but even though her father is now invisible to her, Luis can feel his presence and encouragement, and so eventually she starts to sing. The lyrics of You'll Never Walk Alone contain only the most obvious imagery, the song tells us to walk on through the wind and through the rain, which is not a particularly clever evocation of a storm. We are also told to walk on with hope in your heart, which feels aggressively trite. And it reports that at the end of the storm, there's a golden sky and the sweet silver song of a lark. But in reality, at the end of the storm, there are tree branches strewn everywhere and down power lines and flooded rivers. And yet the song works for me. Maybe it's the repetition of the words walk on. I think two of the fundamental facts of being a person are one, we must go on, and two, none of us ever walks alone. We may feel alone. In fact, we will feel alone. But even in the crushing grind of isolation, we aren't alone. Like Louise at her graduation, those who are distant or even gone are still with us, still encouraging us to walk on. The song has been covered by everyone from Frank Sinatra to Johnny Cash to Aretha Franklin, but the most famous cover came in 1963 from Gary and the Pacemakers, a band that, like the Beatles, was from Liverpool, managed by Brian Epstein and recorded by George Martin. 
In keeping with their band name, the pacemakers changed the meter of the song, increasing the tempo, giving the dirge a bit of pep, and their version became a number one hit in the UK. Fans of the Liverpool Football Club almost immediately began to sing the song together during games. That summer, Liverpool's legendary manager, Bill Shankly, told the pacemakers lead singer Gary Marsden, Gary, my son, I have given you a football team and you have given us a song. Today, You'll Never Walk Alone is etched in wrought iron above the gates of Anfield, Liverpool Stadium. Liverpool's famous Danish defender, Daniel Agger, has YNWA tattooed on the knuckles of his right hand. I've been a Liverpool fan for decades. Footnote. Why? When I was 12, I was on my middle school soccer team. I was awful, of course, and rarely played. We had one good player on our team, a guy named James. James was from England, and he told us that in England there were professional soccer teams and thousands of fans would stand together, shoulder to shoulder, and sing all through the games. He told us that the best team in England was Liverpool, and I believed him. End footnote. And for me, the song is so linked to the club that when I hear the opening notes, I think of all the times I've sung it with other fans, sometimes in exaltation, often in lamentation. When Bill Shankly died in 1981, Gary Marsden sang You'll Never Walk Alone at the memorial service, as it had been sung at many funerals for many Liverpool supporters. The miracle of You'll Never Walk Alone for me is how well it works as a funeral song and as a high school graduation song and as a We Just Beat Barcelona in the Champions League song. As former Liverpool player and manager Kenny Dalgish said, it covers adversity and sadness and it covers success. It's a song about sticking together even when your dreams are tossed and blown. It's a song about both the storm and the golden sky. At first blush, it may seem odd that the world's most popular football song comes from musical theater, but football is theater and fans make it musical theater. The anthem of West Ham United is called I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles, and at the start of each game, you'll see thousands of grown adults blowing bubbles from the stands as they sing, I'm forever blowing bubbles, pretty bubbles in the air. They fly so high, nearly reach the sky, then like my dreams, they fade and die. Manchester United fans refashioned Julia Ward Howe's U.S. Civil War anthem, Battle Hymn of the Republic, into the song Glory, Glory, Man United. Manchester City fans sing Blue Moon, a 1934 Rogers and Hart number. All these songs are made great by the community singing them. They are assertions of unity in sorrow and unity in triumph. Whether the bubble is flying or bursting, we sing together. You'll Never Walk Alone is cheesy, but it's not wrong. The song doesn't claim the world is a just or happy place. It just asks us to walk on with hope in our hearts. And like Louise at the end of Carousel, even if you don't really believe in the golden sky or the sweet silver song of the lark when you start singing, you'll believe it a little more when you finish. In March 2020, a video made the rounds online in which a group of British paramedics sang You'll Never Walk Alone through a glass wall to co-workers on the other side who were in an intensive care unit. The paramedics were trying to encourage their colleagues. What a word that is. Encourage. Though our dreams be tossed and blown, Still we sing ourselves and one another into courage. I give You'll Never Walk Alone four and a half stars.